0: Hello again, once uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, coming from London, Ontario, Canada, and it is Thursday night. We are doing our uh, Thursday night uh, podcast. Uh got a lot going on, uh, just going all over the place. Sorry if I feel a little bit scrambled at the moment, uh, just these little buttons uh, going on. But we have a lot to cover including this week in uh, wrestling, Uh, going to look back at what happened in WWE, some news that uh, just broke as well uh, with some deaths and releases. And, of course, we're going to uh, look at what happened with AEW and uh, all-out pay-per-view this past weekend, along with what happened uh, last night on Dynamite. But first, we're going to bring in who's joining us tonight. And from Niagara Falls, it's Jonesy. How are you, Chris
1: I'm doing pretty good today anything new in the falls uh no the 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 crowds are gone uh, it's not as busy as it would be at this time of year usually it's a lot of 50 and up couples but I don't see as many as many as uh, last year but uh, they're just a smattering of people now
0: Okay, and coming to the Scumbags podcast, which uh, this used to be the TNT uh, Thursday Night Throwdown spot from Canadian Wrestling Network.
2: Chris Maloney, how are you? I'm good. It's uh, it's different being on this side of things. Yeah. I, I didn't I didn't realize how how limited the things were. So I've got private chat and comments, but not all these windows I'm I'm used to. But uh, things are good. How is how how you guys doing?
0: Yeah, haven't been too bad. Um, You were asked about by uh, Clarence the other day, uh, wondering where you were. So, you know, things worked out. Uh, Stephen, unfortunately, is not able to join us with uh, a lot of busyness and paperwork going on with his job up in Toronto. And so, had the extra spot, thought I'd uh, reach out and see if you were interested in joining us. It's great that you're able
2: to. Uh, Good to see
1: the other Chris back in action.
2: Well, I, I, tell you, I tell you this, I, I got your message, and, and my wife, uh, who's a teacher, for uh, people who don't know that, uh, is in the middle of doing emails tonight. So it's uh, I was just sitting here, on, you know, just trying to keep busy. So, yeah, so now I'm keeping busy, so thank you. Yeah, why
0: not? Uh, so you've uh, obviously watched a lot of the stuff that's going on. We're going to also dive into uh, what's coming up also in the wrestling world. We don't normally cover uh, New Japan, but I did ask Stephen if he – was uh, interested in doing that uh for g1 so he's definitely going to be uh looking into it as it gets closer to g1 so we're going to just do a preview and i know uh, you're a huge uh, new japan wrestling fan so it's uh good to have at least somebody knowledgeable who might not butcher the name if that as i probably will uh doing this uh but let's dive into some of the news quickly uh unfortunately during chris jericho's Recent, uh, I guess, his Saturday Night uh, Show. He ended up mentioning that Ralphus uh, passed away. I guess last year, and but he only uh, recently found out about it. So, uh, rest in peace to John Riker, who was known as Ralphus. Uh, he See, I wear uh,
1: a T-shirt with his face on it. I don't like wearing shirts with a lot of stuff on them especially wrestling that I, I i don't mind if it's a little insignia but their faces but i'd wear his face
0: yeah uh he started out actually just driving truck for uh wcw and probably going from town to town with the riggings and everything and got roped into being jericho's private security when he was doing his feud with uh goldberg and after jericho left norman smiley ended up uh using him still for a while and then he got uh, released and i guess he was still doing a couple of appearances here and there at conventions but Ralphus, short-lived but unfortunately he passed away thoughts uh chris molly
2: um it's i'll tell you this so you mentioned the, the, the whole goldberg thing but um i think it was well uh ralph that to take jericho from cruiserweight up to that next level you know what i mean um, unfortunately, that he uh, he ended up passing away, and kind of nobody really knew about it. But uh, uh, you sh- you showed that shot on the screen there. I don't know who was uglier, Jericho with the hairstyle, or, or Ralphus, But uh, uh, from what I understand, he was a, a nice dude in and outside the ring. So uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah,
0: Chris definitely had uh, some rough hair going on the in that uh, episode of Nitro. Uh, looked like he just got out of bed the way things Looking
1: are. A guy like mm-hmm. that, and putting him on TV. Reminds me a lot of what David Letterman used to do with uh, a lot of people that were on his crew camera or people that worked around that area. He would do the same thing, bring them on and it just enhanced things. I'll miss Ralphus. Yeah, um, definitely
0: left a legacy. Um, People remember Ralphus even though it was more for comedy and everything. Um, Another person who unfortunately just passed away as I was putting notes together for tonight, was Barry Scott. Um, People might not notice uh, him by uh, his face that's on the screen here, but people would definitely recognize him as the voice of TNA and Impact, especially in the early years of TNA when they were building up their pay-per-views, like Slammiversary and uh, Bound for Glory and everything. He'd be that booming voice that wasn't James Earl Jones going, DNA crossed the line. And just building up how epic, whatever the matchup was going to be, whether it was uh, Samoa Joe against uh, Kurt Angle or Sting against uh, Abyss and stuff like that, he'd make it sound as though it was you were going to actually sit at a movie theater and watch this. and it was like a must-see event, even though it was DNA and impact. Your thoughts, guys?
2: Well, I got to say, so you put down T and A slash impact, but I was a huge fan of them. And and, and half the reason was because when you were getting ready for a pay-per-view, so to speak, and you're watching the the hype on whether or not it'd be the, the live show. Um, I don't think YouTube existed back then, but, you know, the website used to. Um, but the fact is, uh, I didn't realize how good he was until tonight. Um, when you go on to the Twitter feed for Impact, they've got, I think, seven or eight shows that he did the, uh, you know, the James Earl Jones uh, thing, so to speak. Uh, and he was great. I remember finding out from him he had done a, a backwards one. And it was when, uh, when Rhino had come in and the whole Internet hype was like reverse it and you'll hear this guy. So he was the one who announced Rhino coming into TNA. But uh, a long history there. And I guess the last appearance that he had was for Moose and he did like a personal uh, kind of thing for him, but yeah, just one of those voices that you're always going to recognize in wrestling. I don't know who the, the WWE has the same, but they've got a guy who does all the announcing for them, but uh, I mean, it's it's kind of that voice that you're always going to remember TNA and Impact Wrestling being, uh, you know, being good for, so to speak.
0: Yeah, well, as I was saying, though, he made the matches seem super important. Even if they didn't come off well, like uh, Jeff Hardy and Sting, the build-up of his preview of that match was epic and you were just like ready to put down your money for buying a tna pay-per-view of course mismanagement and everything else took away from it but he was the voice that everybody looked forward to
2: yeah i, I gotta ask you guys a question yeah either one of you guys uh, get to see jerry lawler on stone cold's uh, thing recently
0: yeah i watched it the other night
2: yeah it was interesting because uh, i think lawler and stone cold both of them had said uh, that Jerry Lawler, Jim Ross were the soundtrack to, say, The Rock in Austin, right? Uh, this guy, the same way, when you go back at AJ Styles or Sting or Jeff Jarrett, without the guy's voice, it's like, you're, you're right, Sean. Without that guy, you probably wouldn't have been hyped up as much for the pay-per-views that the you know, fans actually wear. So.
0: He put, definitely put over guys like uh, Abyss and Sting uh, just for the uh, types of matches that we were doing. And Samoa Joe would be a guy next door, probably, I and mean, gym shorts but you know he got built up really well all of them did so unfortunately barry scott has passed away and he will be missed and time to dive into some of the news that i have uh, seen over the last week since uh, we were last on and one of the bigger uh news stories that came out was the deputy um apparently to and responsible for it is lana with her uh extra endorsements uh, probably got noticed and took some people off. Uh, But WD issued a a statement that their talent is no longer allowed to do third party uh, sort of endorsements and stuff like that, Um, especially using their uh, gimmick name, Um, probably because they want to be able to obviously control their intellectual property and that it's not being tarnished in any way. Uh, So some people have had to change their uh, things like Cameo to their real names. Uh, Some even changed their uh, Twitter and YouTube or not Twitter, uh, Twitch and YouTube channels to their real names. Some people got to keep them because apparently as the week went on, more explanation was done of what you can and can't do. So YouTube and Twitch are still fair game. Uh, by WD, but it's some of those things like Cameo and all that that might be risking things, or if you're endorsing supplements and stuff like that. And I can see uh, both sides of it where uh, the talent needs to make more money because they're not doing the house shows and touring, and their t shirt sales and all that are uh, just left to WD shop. But then, if on the other side, it's the intellectual property of WD and they don't want that tarnished in any way uh so they need to find a balance what do you guys think about what's going on yay or nay
1: uh for me i completely agree with it it's it's the wrestler unintentionally taking money from the wwe because if a car company is going to give me some money and i put them on my side or whatever or say, you know, I think you should buy a Ford. That money should be going to the WWE, not the star, because the star was made by WWE. Um, I would say to any of those stars, talk to the WWE. If you've got a sponsor that's willing to sponsor you, have them contact the WWE. You still might get something out of it. Um, but uh, it's business.
0: Yeah, and as you just said, the the same token, if somebody is wanting to uh, using your example of Ford and do that, but WDE as a company is being uh, sponsored by uh, Chrysler, Jeep, and all that, there's a conflict of interest business wise there. So checking uh, first would uh, probably be best. And you know, obviously both of them get money because they're doing the work, and the company's getting the name out there, Chris.
2: So I, I got to say this. I got to say I'm in disagreement with the the whole thing. Uh, reason for it. Uh, so I listened to a podcast earlier uh, with uh, Andrew Yang, who's uh, a former um, uh, I'm not former Republican, but a former. Uh, he was going for to become president. Uh, the fact is, he had mentioned with regards to somebody like Chris Hemsworth. No idea who the hell that guy was. But the fact is, when it comes down to it, you know who he is because of the Avengers, because of Thor, everything else. So somebody pops a a picture of thor in gimmick in front of him he's not going to sign thor he's going to sign chris hemsworth but it, the fact is is disney so to speak marvel going to step in and say hey that's our product that's our property you can't sign that even that even though that's you portraying a character uh so it, it's it's a fine line with what they're doing i understand the cameo thing because it's not like say for example rusev Amiro doing a cameo and, and just doing it at a character. He's probably going to do it in character. The, you know, um, I don't know. It's a fine line, but I've got to say, I think these guys should be able to use their real names um, as long as they're not rocking the persona. So for example, new day is a great example. So you got Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston is as, le- as long as they're not, you know, doing everything with their new day gear on, I see no problem with them using their real name. So
0: yeah, I think that's the main thing that they're doing. It's uh, when, like, as you said, if somebody were to put a New Day picture in front of them and Xavier Woods signed it, Xavier Woods, that's basically being WWE. But if he were to sign Austin Creed, then, you know, that's not a problem. Uh, what you pointed out with Chris Hemsworth uh, signing his own name, that's a given. But WWE is uh, saying that they shouldn't be doing
2: it by doing their own gimmick name so if see and, and that's that's the other side that i've heard in the past couple of days as well is the fact is if you're at a wwe show and you're at a wwe autograph signing of course he's going to sign xavier woods but if he's no longer um a part of wwe uh, much in the case like say rusev is you're not going to see rusev under the aew banner signing the name rusev that's no. i mean that's a huge no-no so that i, I can agree with
0: Exactly. So I think they're just uh, protecting their intellectual property, um, first and foremost, and hoping that everything gets uh, balanced out. Uh, There's some guys that AJ Styles brought his own name to the WWE, so he's probably trademarked it, obviously, himself, and loaning that trademark out to WWE. But he's a different case uh, compared to some of the other ones uh, that we mentioned. Uh, Going on, Alistair Black uh, did a uh, video with um, Zelina Vega, his wife, and mentioned that actually he did hurt his eye when uh, he got pushed into the uh, ring steps. So there's like a black ring around his uh, retina or cornea, um, and that's why he was still wearing uh, sort of a bandana the other day uh, when he was appearing on TV, but he actually did hurt his eye. Uh, is that a stunt gone too far or just an oops accident?
2: I gotta say this. I gotta say I've, <laughs> I've hated the, uh, the gimmick of the, the whole, uh, Seth Rollins character pretty much from the get go. And, and I mean, anytime you see him or Murphy putting a guy towards the stairs, it just turns me off of WWE products. So, um, I've never seen it before in wrestling. Hopefully we'll never see it again after this, but, um, I mean, it's it's tough because you've got basically human flesh going into metal, you know, so accidents do happen.
1: Yeah. Oh, that would uh, be similar uh, to uh, what it be. I know I didn't see it, but wouldn't that be similar to when Vader got hurt by uh, Ring Steps years ago? And he had it right above like the eye, right about there.
0: Yeah, this one actually went into uh, Black's eye. And they were wow. doing the whole whole thing with Ray Mysterio popping his eye out and stuff like that. Well, a maybe bit just
1: like safety foam on the corners, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, going back to AJ Styles, he said that uh, his stuff will continue on uh, uh, Twitch, but uh, he also mentioned in a uh, uh, I guess interview or uh, statement that he ended up getting uh, COVID nineteen and was uh, isolated for ten days got cleared to return to work, and because of the uh, taping schedule at the time, he didn't actually miss any uh, airtime. So why it wasn't noticed. But there's a lot of guys popping up now saying that they've had it. Um, I guess Eve Torres and her husband, uh, Kevin Nash had mentioned it. Last week, we uh, heard that The Rock and his family. So unfortunately, there's a lot going on still, uh, and wrestlers are not immune to... Uh, getting covid um the associated press uh, reported that u.s circuit uh, court in new york uh appeals held up the ruling from two years ago when um a judge dismissed the uh class action lawsuit uh involving concussions and brain injuries and that's where guys like demolition uh king kong bundy uh jimmy superfly snooker Paul Orndorff and a bunch of others were involved with it, uh, basically trying to get money out of WD for brain injuries that happened during their time working. But in Vince's defense, when he uh, got asked about it, he basically said that, you know, yes, they work for WD, but they also worked all over the place. How can you narrow down that they got it from working for Vince? And I guess the judge agreed with that. And the lawyer that's been uh, on the class action suit has done a lot of filings against WD. Um, Logan it dismissed, and apparently he has to now pay WD court fees. Um, any thoughts on that whole court case and good or bad that it got uh,
2: denied? It's unfortunate that the fact is as much as... I, I got to say this. So I agree with the fact that these guys have a right um you know but at the same time nobody's forcing their hands at these contracts uh they know what they're getting into um they know it's a physical sport the same way with football you hear about all the football concussions everything else that happened the fact is they do their best to kind of put up bumper pads so to speak for the performers to do whatever they can i mean i think about it this way back in the 1980s guardrails were metal now, it's not like that anymore. You know what I mean? You see performers go through these things, and they're ma- trying to make it as safe as possible, but still uh, at the same time, giving these guys the appearance of being a wrestler, so to speak. Um, it's gotten a lot safer, but at the same time, like I said, it's unfortunate that these guys are going through this, but nobody is forcing their hands and signing these contracts. So um, it's unfortunate some of these guys get hurt more often than not. Some of these guys do it in themselves, and we're getting into New Japan, and some of the guys over there right now are train wrecks, and they're in their 30s. Um, But the fact is, uh, unfortunate, like I said, they're going up against a machine. And Vince McMahon is going to hire the best possible lawyers in the world to be able to to, to fight this and and keep money in his pocket, so to speak.
0: And at the same time, when those performers are working, I believe Animal is also part of that and Hawk. But uh, that was the time that they were working before CTE was known. Now a lot of precautions are done to help protect the uh, talent along the way. Jonesy?
1: Oh, I'm just getting closer. Um, yeah, except for the safety of the um, steps, because the steps used to be wooden years ago, and they were pretty flimsy, where now they're made out of freaking steel. Um, the other thing with that is uh, it's like smoking. All these people that worked in diners or raceways and that, where smoking was allowed for years, and even in the States still now, and they try tried to blame the... The owner and it's like well you knew the danger same thing with getting bashed in the head you, you, they they knew the danger unless they could prove that that boss was saying like someone like mick foley hey can you go out there and take like 10 more shots tonight but even as we've seen in the one uh, uh movie beyond the mat that that wasn't the case that he actually kind of didn't want to go too far so uh, I agree with that, Roman.
0: Yeah. Uh, of course, now people could uh, do the opposite with the fact that, uh, you know, with the safety protocols and knowledge known that maybe future stars could uh, sue, but the former ones, I don't think they have really a leg to stand on. Um, s- former stars uh, leading into uh, a couple releases that happened this week. Akim and Razar, uh, AOP, got released. Um, I believe Razar had been injured, but he got cleared to return, and that's why they got uh, released instead of waiting during the injury. They were oh, – Maloney just jumped out on us for a moment, um, but that's why they ended up uh, getting released. Vince McMahon also uh, let hey, – and he's back. Vince McMahon also uh, gave Gerald Briscoe a phone call, and after 36 years of uh, service to WWE, he was let go. Uh, but he says he's okay with it and will still also be available for uh, talent to be helped out. And then just before we went on the air, um, Chris Maloney mentioned that Mike Rotunda, IRS, and Sarah Stock also got released uh, just uh, earlier today. So cleaning some house, of uh, people who unfortunately, aren't being used at the moment. Who knows if they'll be back? Are they going to be missed? Or is it just a case of revolving door can give somebody else a chance after COVID ends?
2: I mean, it, to me, it's it's the experience factor. It's the aspect of um, where's Gerald Brisco- Briscoe going to end up going? I mean, to me, AEW immediately. Um fact is i mean he was mostly used as a scout though yeah and the thing is what happens he starts scouting talent for AEW. you know even as old as he is um fact is it's it's tough because you've got the guys who are furloughed back in april of this year and basically they're put on the shelves you know we can hire you back so to speak you're basically just laid off um the downside about everything that's been taking place is all of a sudden Vince McMahon didn't make the Forbes 500 list, so to speak, this year. Uh, but uh, he is still worth $1.7 billion. That, to me, raises a lot of eyebrows. It's um, and Especially with a guy like Gerald Briscoe. I mean, who's next, Triple H? You know, it's um, it's tough to see because if you're a fan of 90s wrestling, obviously you know the relationship between Vince and, and Jerry. Uh, to the fact it's 22 years later, so to speak, and, and he releases them for what, you know? Um, I don't know. It's, I, I don't agree with the, the releases. Um, I know they're trying to cut costs and save money in this and that, but a guy like Gerald Briscoe, no, forget about it.
0: Yeah, but if he's not able to do anything in Scout, how long do you hold on to somebody and just pay them?
1: And what about Rotunda? Who, who's going to do everyone's taxes? There's, there's going to be tons of cheats there now.
2: Well, what's even worse about that, he's got two sons working for the company, you know, and. and uh, they lost uh, Blackjack Mulligan, I think, well, this year or last year. Uh, so it hasn't been an easy go for them. Yeah, I think it was last year that that happened. Um, one
0: final news uh, thing before we get into WD results and uh, stuff like that. Um, you mentioned his name uh, earlier, but WD is under attack uh, by former presidential candidate Andrew Yang. He says that it's shameful for uh, how WD mistreats their workers. He hopes that if Biden becomes president, that he can pressure WD to treat talent better, including healthcare and even a possible union. He's against the term independent contractor, considering they're employees of WD, actually, and how WD controls their names and likenesses, like we mentioned at the start of the show. And um, there's a full story with a lot of comments. I wasn't going to go through the whole thing, but if you go over to Post Wrestling... There is a uh, article about what Andrew Yang has said and is fighting for, but uh, that's it in a nutshell. What do you think about what he wants to do? Is it possible or is it the fact of, you know, a lot of times people have wanted to form a union, Justin Valley Ventura. I think uh, Brett Hart had mentioned about it. But in this business of uh, professional wrestling, is it a fact of, oh, you want a union? Thanks for coming. Will hire somebody else who doesn't want to be a part of this.
1: I say yes to a union, uh, and it that would not be good for big companies like the WWF, but they could afford it. Um, I think, and I and I know a lot of this stuff they cover anyways, but whether or not it's on paper, but they should have to cover medical expenses all that stuff and when they do in fact retire and in a lot of it i think that wwe has already kind of set up but i think the workers do need some protection
0: yeah, when uh, talking
1: big names you know
0: exactly but at the same time i don't think they'd have a uh, retirement package but when they have gotten hurt you hear about WDEs paying for their expenses and keeping them, uh, their family afloat and whatever, uh, they're needing to be done. Plus then you also hear the guys who end up leaving and get hooked on different, uh, drugs and need to go to rehab. They just call up, uh, the office and go, Hey, I may not have worked for you for the last 15 years, but I need help. And they're just like, okay, here you go. Go get it. So, I'm not sure if Andrew Yang has all of the uh, information of what WD does and doesn't do, regardless of the labeling independent contractor or not.
1: And, and most of them have that Legends deal. Maybe they could just make that, you know, if, if you work for us for more than a year, you get a Legends deal, which is whatever damn name you are in character, you can always buy the T-shirt. Chris Maloney?
2: it's like this. So you mentioned the WWE legends deal and this and that, but the fact is for a Scott Hall, who's been well taken care of the WWE, there's also Kamala, you know, um, and you don't see WWE branching out to help with the funeral costs of say somebody like Kamala um, for somebody like, I don't know, X-Pac, so to speak, Sean Waltman, uh, there's a Tammy sitch, you know what I mean? And you can only burden that bridge so many times. So the fact is to me, a union, it's, you either have to probably have about 95% of the wrestlers as a whole involved in this, or they're going to be blacklisted. And it's unfortunate that there's nothing as far as healthcare or parental leave, or uh, you know, WWE does extend to certain individuals, but not everybody. Um, But it's, I know Jesse, the body had tried and and he wasn't successful. He kind of got blacklisted there. Uh, But I think it's one of those things it's, it's either all for or all against. And I mean, a guy like Vince McMahon, it'll be interesting because if Vince passes, it'll be interesting to see Triple H's take on on where they go with this. But uh, I don't think Andrew Yang's going to have enough power to be able to do what he wants to be able to do. But you mentioned also about uh, how Scott Hall's been taken
0: care of and people like Kamala and maybe Tammy Sitch haven't been, but Tammy has been uh, sent to rehab a bunch of times by WWE. So is Jake and all that. And but you mentioned Kamala not getting uh, this fr- same sort of uh, shake. But where do you draw the line for WD uh, doing it for everybody? Like, if you're a McDonald's employee, just because you work for McDonald's for a year and you leave, are they supposed to take care of you for life? Is WD supposed to take care of everybody who they goes sure to?
1: Through- I don't even get a free burger when I go there now. (laughs) There you go. But is WWE
0: supposed to take care of everybody who laces up a boot and uh, steps into their ring? Like, where do you draw the line? Like, just because you're the biggest company in the world doesn't mean you have to take care of the world.
2: No, very true. But um, at the same time, it's going to take a union to be able to fix that as far as WWE goes. Uh, Think about it this way, okay? And, and you haven't talked about this yet, and I'm not sure if you're going to, but uh, AEW All Out, Matt Hardy, what happened there? And and you're 100% cur- you know, uh, accurate and correct. The fact is, WWE saw that they're not going to reach out to Matt Hardy and be like, oh, so are you get a bump on your head? What can we do for you? I mean, he's now with another company, right? Exactly. It's the way it is. But in a lot of fans' minds, a lot of fans' perspectives, as far as being a wrestling fan goes, I could turn on the WWE network right now and see maybe Jake, the snake Roberts, you know what I mean? So he's still etched in my mind, the same way Kamala is same way. Sonny is Tammy Sitch. And that's, that's, it's the, some guys will always be WWE. I think that's, it's hard to kind of separate as a wrestling fan, even though Jake, the snakes now AEW, the fact is I will always recognize him as WWE. And in the back of my mind, so to speak, without really thinking about it. Yes. I think they should be taking care of the guy, but I know that's kind of an ass thing to say, but uh, yeah, it's, it's like I, I said as well, Andrew Yang, he's got a big, big mountain to climb. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's like you said as well, 100% agree. Who and when and how do you separate who gets taken care of by the WB and who doesn't? So
0: Yeah, so they'll be waiting to see what happens. I will be surprised if, uh, unfortunately, Trump uh, makes it back in. Just because of the way the uh, political atmosphere de- is down south, uh, who knows what's going to happen that way. People, I think, voted for Trump uh, initially as a joke, but there's a lot of fa- people that could keep him in power over putting Biden in. And Andrew Yang's only relying on Biden getting in for anything to happen since, of course, Trump is a Vince McMahon, uh friend. So who knows?
1: a really quick thing on trump if you're interested in in seeing how he actually got to the presidency and how he's done during the whole thing on crave and there's another one that has a show called the the Circus, circus. and it's a political show but they just show all all the um, um behind the scenes stuff and talking to them and it's actually really interesting and uh, it just reminded me because of voting for Trump. People voted for Trump because he was different than anyone else and represented the blue collar. That's that's why I believe this time around, I don't think he's gained any new ones. He's just lost some.
0: Yeah, so uh, thankfully that will be up in uh, November, first week, and we'll see what the world uh, shakes out as uh, after that uh, point. Um, looking to raw results uh for this past week Cedric Alexander uh ended up turning heel and on Ricochet and Apollo Cruz he joined the hurt business after being beaten up by them and uh also being invited numerous times to join them so it's almost an nwo thing on in his case Drew McIntyre attacked uh, Randy Orton three times kicking him in the uh, face with the claymore so he's trying to do a jaw for a jaw uh type uh thing Ivar ended up doing a uh, dive through the ropes and got hurt in the eight-man tag, and they quickly went to the finish, which looked a little sloppy because Ricochet actually did kick out, but they were quick to attend to Ivar, uh, got him to get some medical help. Retribution ended up interrupting the uh, tag team handicap match with uh, Ruby Riot and uh, Liv Morgan taking on Nia Jax, and they now have a uh, graphic, and they also finally spoke. Uh, of course, they were uh, their voices were disguised. Chris, I know you uh, posted something about who uh, possibly they are. Somebody had also brightened up the picture and identified a couple of people like Mia Yim, I think Mercedes Martinez, and uh, Dijakovic were uh, three of the names that were identified.
2: Yeah, I haven't. Uh, those are the only three names I've heard mentioned, um, but you can definitely tell uh, when you look. So I, I got to say Mia Yim for sure, based on the fact when you've looked at certain images, you can see her eyes. Like her eyes, or just stand out. Uh, Mercedes Martinez, um, especially after the loss to um, was it Ru- uh, not Ruby Riot, uh, Rhea Ripley uh, yeah. on NXT. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much her swan song. And uh, Dijakovic, I mean you can't beat that height. I mean um it'd be interesting to see him feud with uh, Keith Lee as well so uh would be interested to see how many people actually with them and I I think has got to be a mastermind behind this got to be a manager or something like that behind this uh they'll be interesting to see
0: yeah because uh what are they seeking retribution for not getting called up from uh NXT who knows uh so they hopefully uh shake that one out and figure out why they're trying to shut WWE down, or now only Raw, because they're leaving SmackDown alone, since Roman is uh, with Heyman, and that seems to be taking off on that side. Uh, Kevin Owens and uh, Alexa Black uh, met multiple times, or a lengthy time, in the underground until uh, Babatunde, or whatever his name uh, is, uh, slammed them both. Uh, plus, then, the finish had Dominic uh, Mysterio uh, beat Murphy in a street fight and the whole Mysterio family took uh, their time whacking uh, Murphy with uh, kendo sticks. Like he was a pinata that just wouldn't break uh, to end the show. Uh, even uh, Angie and uh, their daughter got involved with it and they just laid the beatings to uh, Murphy. So next week, Mickey James ends up uh, challenging Oscar for the women's title And Street Profits are going to meet uh, Cesaro and Nakamura in a champion versus champion uh, match. A lot of this is leading to Clash of Champions on the 27th with uh, McIntyre taking on Orton for the WWE Championship and Roman Reigns defending the Universal title against his cousin Jay Uso, who magically uh, took a big E spot in the four-way last week on SmackDown. And so you got Battle of the Cousins. Paul Heyman is in uh, Roman's corner. Uh, so that was Raw and leading up to Clash of Champions. And you'd mentioned what happened on NXT. Quickly, we'll uh, do that. And Finn Balor is your new NXT uh, champion in the, uh, I guess, sudden death-ish type match uh, with uh, Adam Cole. And uh, he got the victory. Cole uh, still continued to be a babyface afterwards. Kushida ended up attacking uh, Velveteen Dream after he had a match, and they brawled. Uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish are not necessarily doing the uh, babyface turn that Cole did, so there's kind of an imbalance in uh, Undisputed Era, and they ended up beating up Killian Dane, who got rescued by Drake Maverick, of all people. And um, then you mentioned the main event was Rhea Ripley beating Uh, Mercedes Martinez in a steel cage match. And Martinez is also out of the Robert Stone brand. So a lot going on over on NXT. And that sets up next week with Damian Priest defending his North American championship against uh, Timothy Thatcher. Rizango defending their uh, tag team titles against Imperium. And Io Shirai is going to defend her women's title against Shotzi Blackheart. Thoughts on those... um, two nights of action
2: so i'll be the first to admit on on your show here uh shots won me over um and it was interesting to see her with that title hoisted up against io shirai uh she looked like basically she belongs you know what i mean so it will be interesting to, to see uh maybe if she takes the title off of her and ends up uh, on the main brands but um i was just thinking of something as you're going through the listings there um rumor has adam cole is done with nxt uh, reason for it is he has no affiliation right now with the Undisputed Era. Uh, he lost clean to Finn Balor. A strong Finn Balor at that. What happens if it's Adam Cole that's the uh, leader of the Retribution? That would I mean, be interesting. Wasn't, be it last, interesting that way? wasn't it last year, 2019, where it was NXT versus uh, Raw versus SmackDown at Survivor Series? Yeah. And Survivor Series and is a couple of months away. So Plus a uh, draft is coming
0: up. So. I don't know how soon I'd want to, unless he's with Retribution, I'd hold off until the draft and make it uh, him a big uh, surprise uh, draft to Raw or SmackDown, probably preferably SmackDown.
2: Yeah, but what happens if, if, he's, if he's the main leader of Retribution? Well, then
0: he's going to Raw. Yeah, that,
2: that, case, would, but. that would be something. Yeah, although, we'll to wait although, to see. Although Fantasy Warfare, I, I tell you this, I'd love to see him in a ring with AJ Styles. I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah, and that's why I'd uh,
0: send him over to SmackDown. Dan O'Brien as well. And it's the, what, Sami Zayn? Yeah, Sami Zayn's over there. A lot of possibilities for Cole on
2: on SmackDown. Shinsuke Nakamura as well.
0: Yeah, before we dive into uh, AEW, because there's a lot that went on with the pay-per-view and everything, Jonesy, let's do your segment of This Week in Wrestling. All right. Give me a chance to get a drink.
1: <laughs> yes, it, it's about uh, six minutes, I'd say, maybe seven. So <clears throat> we're going to start September 4th, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. 99 years ago in chi Frank Gotch defeated George Hackenschmidt in two straight falls to retain the world heavyweight belt. 40 years in Sega Japan, Giant Baba won his third NWA heavyweight championship. 33 years... Ago, the WWF held the third King of the Ring tournament. Randy Savage defeated King Kong Bundy to win the crown. 25 years ago, the first episode of Monday Night Raw happened in the Mall of America. And 20 years ago, Eddie Guerrero defeated China and Angle to win the WWF IC belt. September 5th. 30 years ago, Clash of the Champions 12 was held. Lex Luger defeated Ric Flair to return to NWA U.S. title. Ten years ago, TNA presented no surrender. Abyss defeated Rhino in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And Angle and Hardy fought to a no contest. September 6th. 24 years ago, Jim Ross announces on a Friday edition of Raw that Razor Ramon and Diesel were to return to the WWF. Twenty three years ago, Steve Gunn, uh, sorry, Dunn, would become the final holder of the USWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. The company would close two months later. Fifteen years ago, TNA signs Gail Kim. She would later in 2007 win a 10 woman's gauntlet match to become the first TNA knockouts champion. Nine years ago. Shigeri Akabane passed away due to a heart attack. Fans knew him as Little Tokyo. He was 70. He won the NWA World's Midget Championship three times and most famously appeared at WrestleMania 3. Six years ago, Triple A taped the first episode of Lucha Underground. This show was produced by longtime reality show frontman Bart Burnett of Survivor fame. And happy 59th to Windy Rifter, September 7th. 29 years ago, Bret Hart defeated IRS to win the King of the Ring 91 tournament. 23 years ago, WWF presented In Your House 17 Ground Zero. Brian Pillman defeated Goldust, earning Pillman 30 days of services from Marlena. Ooh la la! Savio Vega won his triple threat match versus Crush versus Farouk. And Brad Hart defeated the Patriot, and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker fought to a no contest. Twenty-one years ago, at a SmackDown taping, The Big Show and Taker defeated The Rock and Mankind to win the WWF Tag Belts. And this would be the only official doubles buried alive match. And just like Tiggers, we learned that folies can bounce. On the same show, the British Bulldog returned to the WWF for the first time since the Montreal Screwjob, ten years ago. Memphis Championship Wrestling closes. And it's Molly Holly's 43rd birthday. She originally trained as a powerlifter and gymnast. She once holds the Minnesota state powerlifting record for her weight group. September 8th. Thirty-seven years ago in Shiba, Japan, Stan Hansen defeated Giant Baba to win the Pacific Wrestling Belt. That PWF belt today is a part of the All-Japan pro wrestling triple threat. Twenty-nine years ago today, the NWO strips Rick Flair of the World Belt. One day before he was the debut with that same belt in WWF. On a sad note, 21 years ago, Brian Curtis Hildebrand died of stomach and bowel cancer. He was just 37 years old. He broke into wrestling as a manager, Heine P. West, with Cactus Jack. He also wrestled and refed for Smoky Mountain in 92, briefly refing in ECW, then WCW in 95. He did earn the name The Shooter after he took down and subdued a fan on Nitro 97. One month before he found out about his illness, he would ref matches days before his death. He was a tough son of a gun. Six years ago, Sean O'Hare passed away at age 43. And a happy birthday to former WCW world champion and actor, David Arquette. And what about Raven? He's 56. 53 years ago, and this is September 9th, Fifty-three years ago in Boston, Bruno San Martino defeated Gorilla Monsoon at a Texas death match. Thankfully, neither died till years later. Twenty-nine years ago, Ric Flair makes his in-ring debut for the WWF at a Superstars taping in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, defeating Jim Powers and then a no-contest against Mark Thomas. Twenty years ago in Mississauga, Ontario, Rhino would become the last ECW TV holder as the company shut down a few months later. And September 10th, the end. U- yeah, Thirty-two years ago in Philly, the Midnight Express Eaton and Lane captured the NWA US Tag Belts from Arn and Cully. 24 years ago, Juanita Wright, a.k.a. the beautiful Sapphire, passed away. As a fan, she drove wrestlers to arenas in the St. Louis area. She became the first female licensed referee, wrestled as Princess Dark Cloud. She even wrestled a bear. She was hired by WWF when she was a saleswoman for a clothing company. She left the WWF when Dusty no longer seen the point of the character. 23 years ago, Fritz von Eric died eight years ago. Jerry Lawler had a heart attack on live TV. And 13 years ago, we found out that Vinnie Mack had another child. A midget. And that is it for this week in history.
0: Thanks a lot, Chris. There always is a lot of things going on that people may or may not have uh, known. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to look back on what has happened because you know a lot of things are cyclical, and it's nice to uh, see what happened uh, then and what could happen still now, or just even honoring those who
2: for us. So, I, I got to make I got to make a quick comment here. No, it was is different for me because I grew up in the maritime, so we didn't have a lot of it. But um, I used to spend some time in Connecticut that right there jones what you just did reminds me of that promo to sell an event that's like a house show that's coming to your territory i didn't realize that until i was a kid and like i was i was in connecticut and then i moved to london and it was like uh, what was it cobo hall in detroit or whatever the heck it was that's yeah. what it reminds me of you're selling that show and that's what it reminded me like I, I i turned off the screen for a second just listened to the audio i was like holy crap it makes me want to buy whatever the hell you're selling so
1: what I would like to be able to do is actually. Hey, it's um, Sean Wrestling.
0: September is Cerebellar Formation Awareness Month, and we've teamed up with Stephen's Wrestling Journey to present this great T-shirt. Proceeds from it are going to help the Kids Hospital in Toronto as a do research for Cerebellar Formation. You can get the shirt for thirty dollars or a poster for fifteen dollars. However, I'm going to do something better for the month of September you get your t-shirt during this month. I'll reduce it by $5. So you get the shirt for $25 or the poster for $10. Contact me through the Scumbags Wrestling Facebook page or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Get an amazing t-shirt and help a great cause at the same time. Sorry, I accidentally uh, bumped Jones and cut him off on that one. It just fell at the right time when uh, Maloney said that, I'm buying whatever you're selling. And I was going to put in the ad anyways. I just unplanned for that line, but I need to uh, throw that in there. So hopefully uh, everybody who's listening, watching, knows that you're uh, tuning into the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. It's available on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and audio form, you're going to get it in uh, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Google, wherever you get your podcasts from. Jonesy, I apologize for cutting you off. What else were you saying?
1: That That's okay, man. Um, yeah, Billy Red Lions. Uh, that's kind of the voice that's kind of in my head uh, when I was reading that. And when I used to do commercials for one company I worked for, uh, I'd have to do like five or six commercials in one day and do them, bam, 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 bam. And if you ever seen The Simpsons where Krusty goes in and does his lines and he just like does them real quick and then leaves the room, and the other guy's like, "Okay, and we're ready to record." Um, that that's kind of where I was going for.
0: Awesome uh so we're gonna to go on to aew uh news um just this past saturday was aew all out it was uh, available on pay-per-view uh so some people in canada paid 55 uh to watch it i'm not sure what the price was in the u.s it was available on fight uh tv and uh there was a couple of uh buy-in matches i uh forget what all happened on there. I think Joey Janela was uh, one of the matches with Sonny Kiss in his corner. Um, and there was a tag team match, I think, also involving Private Party, maybe. Uh, but the main show started off really bad, in my opinion, uh, with the cinematic-type match of Big Swole and Britt Baker at the dental office and Reba or Rebel uh, was a part of it. So it was almost a handicap match, uh, just didn't come off as one of their better cinematic matches, especially after the stadium stampede. Um, and I think the placement of it was really poor to start off the show. Uh, you guys uh, saw both, uh, I you saw this uh, event. What do you guys think about the first matchup of big Swall and Britt Baker?
1: I think that should have been saved for the DVD as a special surprise and the audience there. Um, uh, it was horrible. Uh, I know they tried. I mean, they it's not like they just slapped it together. They really tried. But it, it was just, especially the first match, and you go to what you know is pre-taped. Like, come on. That's crap. And I paid $55 for this? Of course, I didn't. But no, no. that 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 match was, I think, the worst match of the night.
0: And it was supposed to be on the uh, buy-in originally. I think for placement-wise, if it got put off the buy-in, I would have uh, put it maybe uh, before the Jericho uh, match uh, with Orange Cassie. That would have given them time to set up the vats with, mm-hmm. and let people uh, have a little bit of a break, but not as the opening. Uh, Chris Maloney, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I agree. It's. Uh, I think we talked about this through Facebook Messenger as well. The timing of that sucked especially when you're, uh, it's like you said, you get somebody paying $55 and that's the first thing they see on the main show. And it's kind of, it's, it's left kind of a, almost a sour taste in your mouth. Uh, I realize Britt Baker is who they want to build as their future women superstar, but it, you know, it's what, what do they say? You learn to crawl before you learn to walk, so to speak. But uh, yeah, I gotta agree. It, it, as far as the, the pre-show matches go, Janela um, or private party, so to speak, they should have reversed it. Put Britt Baker on the the uh, you know the pre-show and, and left the other two matches on the main show. So,
0: yeah, and I think they also painted themselves into a corner uh, weeks leading into it because they expected Britt to be pretty much a hundred percent to be able to do uh, a match, and she clearly wasn't uh, in that uh, capacity to be able to go into a ring. So, being able to chop up uh, and do what she could and work around it, I will say they worked to. I guess a strength of her weakness uh, in that regards. But if you're not ready, just say you're not ready and uh, save it till full gear or whatever. Uh, they could have uh, held it off a little bit longer. Uh, the first official match uh, inside the ring for All Out was uh, Jurassic Express losing to a more aggressive young Bucks. Um, a lot of flippy stuff going on, but it was also telling the story of how the young bucks uh need to refocus and I want to go after those tag team titles uh and not be taken as a joke thoughts
1: well i, I know I know Steve would agree with me that that was a pretty good match um uh I thought it was a good match, especially after seeing. The crap that they gave us and then that was a good match to get things going back to okay now we're gonna do real wrestling here um yeah a little too much flippy stuff but it was still entertaining
2: yeah it's 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 starting to be exciting because me being a huge new japan pro wrestling fan uh, the young bucks were starting to be the young bucks of new japan um you know and it'd be interesting to see if they go heel uh style uh against uh you know going for the tag team championship so i i loved it uh jungle boy's um a lot of room to grow so to speak him about five years he's gonna be a major superstar but uh, the the match i i don't mind the flips you know um it's, uh, if, it's
0: done, if it's done right the, it and helps with the story i'm okay with it too Um, and this match should have been the opening to get people hyped for uh, the event because we said people are dropping money for it. Uh, They usually put on, WCW used to put on the cruiserweights to hype up everything to start a Monday Night uh, Nitro or even a pay-per-view. They were curtain-jerking, but they got the people hyped. This match would have done that where the pre-recorded thing did not. Uh, Then Lance Archer ended up winning the Casino Battle Royal. Um, They did the traditional spades, hearts, clubs, uh, diamonds, everybody coming out five at a time. Um, And the Joker was Matt Seidel, who unfortunately slipped on the rope uh, trying to do a shooting star press. Um, So not really a great way to make your debut, and he definitely wasn't used last night on uh, Dynamite, so who knows what's going on with that. But the finish came when Eddie Kingston got eliminated, but he actually went under the rope and was in the corner, and they started fighting on the outside, and he got put up on the turnbuckle and then tossed off. He didn't go back into the ring, so when he mentioned last night on Dynamite that he was not eliminated, he was right. Um, so do you guys like the idea of the casino battle Royals and are you okay with Lance Archer being the winner of it? Or would
2: you have liked to have seen somebody else? Uh, uh, Archer. No, I, I was going to say Archer. Yes. Casino battle royal, Yes. But the current format of it, no, nah, forget about it. Um, they've got, it's, it, they're like probably like a two out of 10 as far as the potential of that goes. Uh,
1: Johnny? I, I, I I like the format of it better than actually the Royal Rumble um, because it was a lot quicker. Uh, Well, this is essentially... They had a couple couple good spots in it. Um, The one that stuck out for me was uh, the guy in the bag um, with the thumbtacks, even though most of the thumbtacks actually fell out because you can see the big pile of them that actually fell out when he was zipping it up, so... But the the chuck in which he did, I didn't re watch it to see if he was even like, okay, I know what end I have here. Because just the way he went, eh, it was like, oh dear god. Um, yeah, you're talking and- about
0: how Darby Allen got put into a body yeah. bag, uh, and the thumbtacks got put there, and uh, Brian Cage tossed them onto the stage. Yeah. It was definitely a visual, but
1: yeah, not really. I, I did think Shockmaster, uh, when the slip happened, except the difference there was nobody laughed, except maybe people at home, but uh, nobody laughed. None of the wrestlers did. And uh, he wasn't going through a wall. He, he was doing a very difficult move. You think that out, out of all of those guys that are there and the people that have been doing it for years, if they knew he was going to do that move right away, they would have... He would have brought it down a towel, done a pre wipe, something. Because, I mean, why would you do that in in that type of match where everyone's already touched everything? It's like, that's what I don't understand. It's like, they're supposed to be professionals. But to me, that was a big goof up. Uh, Maybe not so much on his part, but on the people that run the show.
0: Well, there's that plus, well, the fact is, um, apparently it was 95 degrees in Florida, uh, with, uh, over a hundred, maybe 107, uh, with the humidity, um, humidity was huge that night and they were still performing. So there was a lot of and I, sweat, did, whatever on that, those ropes
1: that did answer one of Jim Ross's, uh, uh, commentary things that annoys me. Oh, that, that they, they know how to land. Uh, yes, they do know how to land. That's how he didn't kill himself uh, because he's been doing it long enough that he knew how to land after slipping. So um, I, I'm, I'm glad to see he got right back up. It was like, oh, dear God. Um, <laughs> so go ahead.
0: Yeah, and he made sure he didn't, uh, he caught himself somehow and he didn't hit his head on anything. Unlike in our next match, Which uh, Matt Hardy taking on Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match? Uh, Broken rules were basically there wasn't rules with the exception of if Matt lost, he was gone from AEW. They uh, redid the golf cart uh, chase scene, but reversed rules. They even went in a scissor lift, and this is where the big problem of the whole night happened, where. Uh Matt was going to do a side effect off the scissor lift into a table. Sammy reversed it and they went crashing down. They went through the table, but Matt's head hit that cement really hard. He couldn't get up. He was trying to hold on to Sammy to get up. That Sammy was trying to still continue the fight, but he was in no condition to do so. Aubrey Edwards put up the X symbol, uh Universal for uh somebody being hurt during the match a doctor finally came out and uh, checked him out they called the match and next thing you know uh matt is saying supposedly he can still go C- tony khan saying that matt passed a concussion test that quickly but they s- restarted the match and quickly went to basically the finish uh guess there was supposed to be more involved with that match, but they went to the finish climbing a scaffolding inside Daly's place. Matt hit uh, Sammy one time and Sammy went crashing down and never got back up. He's still selling the injury today or last night, but they quickly went to that. But should they have even attempted to go any further after that crash on the floor?
2: Um, that would be a hundred percent, a thousand percent. No. Um, the unfortunate thing about AEW is they are new still, uh, a lot of inexperience with the company. Think about it this way: you get the WWE, you've got you've seen guys come crashing off Hell in the Cell. Um, you know I, who was it? Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, uh, one of the WrestleMania, so to speak. They do it safely; they know how to do it safely. Obviously, a lot higher up than that, uh, you know, the scissor lift, so to speak. But you've got the inexperience of the AEW roster backstage. Um, Plus the fact you got Sammy Guevara, who unfortunately has only been wrestling for seven years, and really didn't get his break until 2017. So fact is here you get a guy who's you know wants to get over, but the fact is anytime he seems to get in the ring or anywhere around Matt Hardy, it's one big cluster. Uh, fact is no matter what, doctor's sitting there at at you know Matt Hardy's side. Uh, Aubrey Edwards is sitting there at Matt Hardy's side. Fact is Tony Khan should have stepped in and be like, no, that's it, that's done. Um, you look at all the comments by Matt Hardy's wife on Twitter that night, as well as all the backlash that they had received, and and I lost some respect for Tony Khan because the fact is he's still backing up the Doc's decision from Saturday night, and that's to me it's complete crap. So um, Matt Hardy, obviously the experience, all the experience that he that he has, wasn't in a position to make you know any kind of move at all, uh, any kind of uh, right decision. So to me it's a hundred percent by... Uh, AEW and they should have stopped the match and hopefully they learn from it. That's the only thing you can, you can hope for. Matt Hardy seems to be fine. Uh, he's, he's getting better. Um, but the fact is we should never see anything like that on pay-per-view continue, you know?
0: Yeah. And whatever um, heat was going on between Rebby and Tony Khan, basically you can say got solved because Reby was there last night. Uh, if that hadn't been, it would have been a different situation, but uh, whatever is going on, thankfully, they got over it, but it did take away from the next match,
1: <clears throat> which was uh, I wanna I wanna put my two cents in there. I yeah. personally I personally think that it was all planned and it went to plan. Um I when I watched it and I rewatched it again, he did he did not hit his head on that concrete. I don't know what people are talking about. Um he there was no blood. Uh, He did get up. I think the whole thing was they knew that it could go bad. Hardy probably said that, yeah, we can do this, but I may bump my head. And if I do, this is what we're going to do. So he probably was out of breath. There's no doubt about it. Um, But I don't think he hit his head. Like, I'm sorry. He's been doing it for far too long. Um, The hit looked clean. Uh, they hit the the second table, not the first table. um they were probably trying to hit in the uh, a little bit of the back. They probably went a little further than they wanted to, but to me, it looked like a clean hit and you can't you can't see if his head actually bounces or anything because of the amount of hair that's involved. so to me, I was kind of I was a little confused until they're like, oh, making it like it was like he hit his head, and I'm like what are you talking about? He's been lying there now for like good thirty seconds, and there's there's no blood. Yeah, well, it's, like, uh, he, he might have bonked. He more. might have bonked his head, but I honestly, I don't think it was serious at all. I don't. I don't. I think it went as pretty much planned.
0: His eyes were quite glazed. He wasn't there, as Jr. said. He probably doesn't remember the last five minutes of what was going on.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't buy it.
0: I don't. Well, that did take away, though, uh, the feeling of everybody uh, and had to get through Hikaru Shida taking on uh, Thunder Rosa, with the NWA champion, uh, challenging the AEW women's champion. I thought it was a good match. I predicted earlier in the week that it was going to probably be the match of the night. Uh, probably could have been. If the uh, looming shadow of what happened with Matt Hardy wasn't uh, involved, I really enjoyed the match. I think these two had good chemistry together. They had totally different styles, and it was actually two women who could go instead of Sheeta trying to pull somebody who's greener than grass through a match. Um, thoughts
1: on that one? Now, now, who's greener than grass? <laughs>
0: everybody in the uh, women's division except for and thankfully not Thunder Rosa because she came from the NWA.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I I thought that match was uh, pretty damn good. Uh, I personally don't think Thunder Rosa is that entertaining. Um, I, I think she'll have some difficulty getting real big, um, but I do like her character, and I actually like it better the NWA Rosa character that they were doing in the music than what they presented that night.
2: So I, I got to say that um, second best match of the night, in my opinion. Um, but the fact is, seeing Thunder Rosa in a new light—you're uh, you, right, it's. It's how do you have such a great tag division as far as AEW goes? And then such a weak women's division. It's um, it's unfortunate. Two words,
0: Two words. Kenny Omega. <laughs> I don't I'm think, he's,
2: I don't fits. think he's fully in charge,
0: but I mean, he's in charge of the women's division, just like the bucks are in charge of the tag team and Cody's in, uh, involved with the singles. As much as K- uh, Kenny Omega is a good wrestler, uh, showing it uh, at the moment. Hopefully that's changing. He can't book women.
2: Yeah, I'll give you that to a degree because he was huge. Be Well, look at London Comic-Con. You know what I mean? Look at who he came in with, Riho. And uh, she did absolutely nothing as champion. People weren't talking about her. Um, who else she got in the division? So my, my concern is this. Where do you go from here? I mean, Thunder Rosa's on, I think, Dynamite next week defending the title. Um, but the problem is they're, they're putting a lot of faith in the, the pretty women, so to speak, over there. Uh, the Brandy, the uh, the Alley's, the Anna Jay's, the Britt Bakers. And unfortunately, it's not a road that they want to go down. It, you think about this, so WWE Women's Division, way back in the day, um, it was nice to see Victoria in the ring or Ivory in the ring or Jazz in the ring because of the fact they were going to kick butt, you know. And, and uh, Sheeta versus uh, Thunder Rosa was the exact same way. It's like holy crap, uh, fresh, uh, uh, you know, uh, fresh breath of air, so to speak. But again, where do you go from here?
0: Yeah, that's the problem because you can't always do Thunder Rosa and uh, Sheeta matches, and you know they're going to be trying to build uh, Nyla Rose back up to uh, go against her because what we saw last night, uh, and she's still deemed the number one contender for the AEW uh, women's title. Then we had uh, Dark Order. Uh, facing off against the Nightmare family, uh, which had Dustin Rhodes, QT Marshall, Matt Cardona, and uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, Both Allie and Brandy were at ringside. So was Anna Jay uh, for uh, Dark Order. Kind of a cluster of an eight-man tag. Um, Brody Lee had the win secured, but he ended up tagging out to Uh, Colt Cabana, who decided to go for a moonsault, missed, and Dustin rolled him up. Dustin was later told that he was going to get a shot at Brody Lee on Dynamite for the TNT title. But do you see this feud between the Dark Order and the Nightmare Family or anything going further, or is this done until Cody returns? Okay, it's, so that's how much of impact that match had.
2: Um, I, I think they've honestly, I, I don't think they know what they're doing with the dark order at this point. I mean, they brought Brody Lee in, but where did they go from here? It's it, another one of those scenarios. Um, Cardona is obviously going to get over at some point, but what do you do with the dark order? I mean, uh, you've the SSB, so Grayson and Uno kind of put in the back burner right now. Uh, the focus has been Brody Lee. Uh, as well as Anna J, and then basically beyond that, it's it's they're going to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, mid card for for life, so to speak. But um, it was nice to see Dustin get the win, um, which was surprising. Um, but Brody Lee Cole Cabana, I mean, eventually are they going to end up feuding? Which doesn't excite me at all. So um, as much as I love the gimmick, because of the fact it's it's I'm a little bit biased, but I don't see the dark order doing anything major probably for the next six months to a year.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, just the packing order that they had, and the really flat uh, opening that they had uh, bring them in. Nobody knew who SSB was, and so it was, it's been an uphill battle struggle for them. Um, up next was FTR defeating Hamlin, Page, and uh, Kenny Omega for the tag team titles. Tully Blanchard was at ringside. I'm not sure if they had a lot of chemistry between them. Uh, Sometimes it did seem a little plotting, but I like how FTR is using the tag rope. um, Unfortunately, the dissension between uh, Page and Omega came to a head where uh, Omega accidentally hit a V-trigger on uh, Page, which uh, ultimately cost him the titles. looked like Kenny was going to hit Page with a folding table, uh, like a TV tray but then decided not to and walked away. He stormed out and told the Bucks to come with him. They didn't go, and Kenny drove off. But FTR, your new tag team champions.
1: Uh, I I like the match. I thought it was a little too long, but uh, honestly, uh, Kenny Omega I thought was great in that match, Uh, especially when it's a tag match. Uh, I'd rather see him in the singles uh, match. But uh, I thought I thought he hasn't lost really a stat. It's just the matches he's in aren't that important. Chris Malloy?
2: Yeah, sorry, I was just checking out. They got Hangman uh, fighting uh, Kazarian uh, next week on uh, AEW. Uh, so his first singles match, so to speak, after his, his loss. What I don't understand is this. So did Kenny Omega expect, like he looked like he was PO'd to the fact he had like a New Japan table with him after the match. Did he expect Hangman to get up from the V-Trigger? Here's a move that beat Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I mean, that that move there solidified him as a major star in New Japan. But it was a good match. FTR is is great. They'll be great as champs. Um, do they continue on to face the Young Bucks at this point? And did they become faces? Because at this point, how do you not... Have the Young Bucks his heel and FTR's faces. The bigger picture is Omega and wh- where does he go from here? Um, uh, if you've been on my social media at all lately, uh, I, I want to see the old school Kenny Omega back. Uh, I miss him the same way the Young Bucks. But if you watched AEW this past or yesterday, um, you saw the intensity. You know, guy goes to interview them, he gets <laughs> they both uh, they both superkick the, uh, Alex Marvez in the face. Um, that's the intensity I want to see. They've got all the potential in the world, much like WCW used to have, but they couldn't book these guys. So I'll have to uh, have to wait and see where we go from here.
0: Yeah. Uh, So then the second last match of the night, I saw Orange Cassidy put uh, Chris Jericho into the pool of Mimosa and he ended up winning that match and basically getting two victories over Chris Jericho straight. Uh, Was this, Anything special for you guys or just, okay, uh,
2: another match with Jericho and Orange? Jericho did the right thing, but what happens with Orange Cassidy at this point? I mean, it, Jericho's going to do whatever he can for the business of this stage, but um, without Jericho fighting Orange Cassidy, who's Orange Cassidy, are we going to see him fight for the TNT Championship? and Our fans going to believe it, you know?
0: And with what he did with uh, Jericho... How do you believe him being lazy anymore? He has to up his game now because of uh, Jericho.
1: Jonesy, I think the I think the match was pretty good considering the the rules that they had in it. I thought the ending was as as Aaron um, Anderson would say, a popcorn fart. Um, but I was actually amazed with the the setup. It did look it did look nice and how they were able to bring that in. It must've been on, on wheels or something and already full. And I, I, and how fast they changed the ring apron. Um, uh, I think they just took it off and there was another one underneath, but, um, it was all heck of a lot better match than I thought it was going to be. I thought they were just going to have like a waiting pool or whatever out to the side. And, but, um, I think they should have maybe had a bartender standing there or something too, you know, for another comedy aspect of it. But uh, I thought it was pretty good.
0: I was actually surprised Jericho didn't pick up the victory but still take a uh, swim in the uh, uh, pool just to uh, we put that a little bit of exclamation mark on uh, Orange, but giving him the victory as well. Yeah, he's totally giving back to uh, everybody. Next pay per view is going to be on November 7th. It's full gear. And then we moved into the main event of John Moxley retaining his AEW uh, championship over MJF. Uh, Moxley was not supposed to use the paradigm shift, uh, but did use it because Wardlow had the referee distracted and uh, had accidentally also given uh, the diamond ring to uh, Moxley instead of to MJF. So, because of all the distractions and the extracurricular behind the refs' back, Moxley uh, retained the title, and MJF is no longer undefeated. Uh,
2: good decision, bad decision. I'm not sure where they go from here. Who beats Moxley now? Yeah, I was yeah. all I was, I was all set and thinking MJF was was going to be the guy. I wasn't sure this soon, but um, I mean, does is it one of those things where all of a sudden? MJF comes out kicking and screaming and say, "Hey, you beat me, but you didn't beat me properly. So we're going to do a, a rematch at at um, uh, full gear, or did they go with Archer at this point?" So, well,
0: Archer's supposed to be on October fourteenth at the anniversary show.
2: So they have Archer beat Moxley, and then, but no, nah, see, it, nothing makes sense. I, I thought it was MJF, and now it's it's uh, one big puzzle. Yeah, Jonesy. Good, but I thought it was a weird.
1: great match. Uh, I like MJF. A lot of the guys that uh, were wrestling in NWA about a year ago, a lot of them now are in AEW. And uh, I I thought it was one of the best matches of the night. Uh, it was slow to start, but uh, it did finally pick up. Um, yeah, guys like MJF and... Uh, um, trying to think Eddie Kingston, I love Eddie Kingston, but I wish he'd go with his character. they they he had an NWA I, it was a lot louder. He is so good on a microphone. Um he needs to be a top top freaking heel. that guy i I really like if you didn't watch NWA Power uh, when it started about a year ago the first 10, 15 episodes he's in and it's it's fantastic. Jones, what do you, what do you think of uh, Ricky Starks? I love Ricky Starks. I really, I, I think when I first seen him in NWA, it's like, boom, there's, there's a star. Uh, he might be a little small, but I think in today's era, he'll, he'll get over that. Um, he, he's full of energy. He's a good wrestler. He looks great. Um, uh, and again, I think I like I liked him better in NWA. Um, he he seemed he seemed uh, maybe it was because there wasn't as big as names there as where he is now. But um, I, I think you're going to see a lot of good things out of him and and um, Eddie Starks or not Eddie Starks ah, Eddie Kingston.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that was the end of um, All Out. Uh, So last night, uh, AEW Dynamite happened. Uh, Jericho and uh, MJF uh, were shown meeting uh, in the parking lot. They both uh, said that they were screwed over in their individual matches, but then you see them leaving, uh, and they did a split screen, and they both call each other losers even after they uh, boosted themselves up uh, type deal. So uh, still kind of keeping the heel thing going on that one. Jurassic Express beat the Lucha Brothers. Um, they're going to get a shot at FTR, but not for the titles. Uh, there was tension between the uh, Lucha Brothers and Eddie Kingston tried to be a p- uh, peacemaker. Jake Robertson, uh Lance Archer did a heated promo hating people. Yeah, Northwest out in the rain. Um, Matt Hardy came out and addressed his fall. Rebbe was there. And he said he's uh, going to go home, get healed, but come back and wants to go after the AEW title when he comes back. Or Cassidy beat Angelico? Um, Jack Evans was at ringside as well. And after the match, uh, Santana and Ortiz attacked him, but he was saved by the best friends. And so next week there's going to be a parking lot brawl between best friends and uh, Pride and Powerful. Then the Young Bucks end up super kicking Alex Marvez. They are each fined $5,000 for doing that. Kip Sabian announced his best man for the wedding. Uh, first came out Puff. And thankfully, we know who Puff is. But I guess they explained that he's one of uh, Kip Sabian's uh, followers on Twitch and just wanted to um, get him to keep on being a subscriber but he wasn't going to be the best man. Um, Earlier in the night, we'd seen on uh, social media that Garcia and Blackwood also were in attendance, and they went against Butcher and Blade on dark, so you'll get to see that on Tuesday. So three of the four Buffalo brothers uh, made their way to Florida yesterday. Um, But then, since it wasn't Puff, the birthday boy, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. came out thinking it was going to be him, and uh, kept saying like, "Yeah, we're not even friends." I just said, "You're the uh, best, you're the best, comma man." Uh, sort of in a birthday celebration, and finally, the best man did come out, and it was Miro, formerly known as Rusev, and he's uh, now all elite. He said uh, he after ten years of being uh, in WWE. And that glass ceiling and the brass ring, shove it up your ass uh, type deal. Fans were chanting Miro Day. He liked the sound of it. Uh, so he's now uh, all elite. Hangman Page had an interview with Tony. He doesn't know where to go from here. Uh, he lost the titles, lost his friends. He blames himself. Inner Circle, uh, Jericho and uh, Jake Hager ended up beating Joey Janella and Sonny Kiss. They now want to be Uh, in the tag team division and worked their way up the ranks for those titles. MJF fired his whole cabinet uh, for the campaign headquarters since he failed to get the title. Uh, FTR had a title celebration, and they made fun of Jurassic Express and some ice and napkins were all thrown and stuff like that. Ricky Starks made fun of Darby Allin. Uh, Nyla Rose beat... uh, Taya Conti, she's now signed, just uh, almost a birthday gift for her uh, as well, and so they're not sure if she'll join the Dark Order because Anna Jay's supposed to be wanting her to join them. And Jim Ross talked to Omega. Omega doesn't want to do tag teams anymore. He just wants to concentrate on his uh, singles career, so hopefully this is that change that you're hoping for, Chris Maloney. And in the final match, Brody Lee beat Dustin Rhodes to retain the TNT title. Thoughts on the yesterday shows guy.
2: Is it back that the biggest highlight for me is seeing Puff come out on, <laughs> on screen? I mean yeah. that that is Canadian independent wrestling in me right there. I mean, I was I was across between uh multitasking last night, between the Raptors game and then basically AEW. And I, I, I started you were knitting. Well, maybe knitting too. I don't know. Two of the three was uh was correct. But anyways, I screamed and my wife comes in, she goes, What's going on? I say I, you know, what so I had to explain who Puff was and everything else, and then Raptors, obviously, you know, but uh, that was to me that was highlight. And then I didn't realize what the hell had gone on with uh, like Garcia and uh, and uh, Blackwood there until today through the scumbags. And I was like, holy crap! And then I went on Twitter and like, sure enough, you know, it wasn't just hey, they're down there. It's like they've got entrance musics and, and uh, promos and everything else going on, and it's to me, it's seeing a guy like Daniel Garcia. Uh, go from where I first saw him at to now all of a sudden being part of that number two company hopefully uh, on a more regular basis than just a tryout obviously you know Pepper Parks had you know some kind of pull with regards to this match but the exposure they're going to get on YouTube on Twitter uh, this coming Tuesday night I mean that was that was huge but um, yeah and Kenny Omega uh, I can't wait to see where he goes from here hopefully it's the 90 percent version of new japan kenny omega i'll, I'll handle even 75 percent of them but the kenny omega that we've seen since AEW launched it's been complete crap so uh it'll be interesting to see where they go uh, leading into full gear
0: yeah i was super happy when i saw puff and uh, earlier uh, just before the show started i seen the uh pictures of the titantron uh, marquees of uh, both garcia and uh, blackwood it's almost like how uh, last year at SummerSlam, how we end up popping for the fact that uh, Garcia has been on uh, TV for WWE, uh, Kevin Bennett also had a match against Andrade on SmackDown, but during SummerSlam we got to see uh, Sebastian Suave and Carter Mason, so it was like those guys that you know and uh, have interacted with and seeing them succeed like that and knowing like we said, we saw uh, Garcia and Blackwood go against each other in some of their first matches with Smash at uh, London Comic Con, and to know where they started and where they h- are hopefully making it to is awesome compared to the rest of the show, Jonesy.
1: But that's why you support support local, as they say. Um, I I mean, I could go through a lot of different athletes i've seen when they first started and uh it's great when you see one because all the time it's these you know wrestlers you haven't seen or ball players whatever and then your guy comes out and like, oh my god you're just like me you're from my town so it it, it, it it's good to see that
0: yeah so that's uh aw uh they got a stack card for uh next week you mentioned about uh Uh, Kazarian, and uh, Hangman Page, but at the same time, they don't know when they're going to be on. A couple months, about a month or so ago when they were discussing the NBA uh, uh, finals and stuff like that, uh, there was talk that this coming Wednesday would be a one-hour show on TNT, and Thursday would be a two-hour Dynamite. Now it seems up in the air whether things whatever happens with the finals or wherever they are in semifinals uh, for the uh, different uh, games that they're following on TNT. But if there's a game six, then uh, Dynamite will be on Thursday. But if there isn't a game six, they'll be on Wednesday. So hopefully they figure things out and let fans know where they're actually going to be and when. But that is AEW for this week. Now, one last thing before we start plugging all our various adventures is the G1 uh, tournament, Climax 30, is coming up uh, very shortly this month. And I'm going to put up what the bracket uh, for Pool A and Pool B is. Chris Maloney, can you run it down for us?
2: Yeah, you we know, run down the whole back- bracket here? Yeah. Okay, so... Basically, for anybody unfamiliar with G1, this is basically their their series that leads into Wrestle Kingdom. So Sean's got the graphic up there. Uh, basically, you got ten guys in the A block, ten guys in the B block, uh, the ten guys in the A block, and you'll see some guys who haven't been part of New Japan for a while now because of the fact of COVID and uh, not being able to get across over to Japan. But um, you've seen these guys as part of New Japan strong as far as the USA goes, but uh, entries are Koda Ibushi, Jeff Cobb, Kazuchika Okada, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takage, uh, Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Jay White, uh, and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, So of those names mentioned, we haven't seen Jay White in a while, we haven't seen Will Ospreay in a while, uh, we haven't seen Jeff Cobb in a while, and uh, Koda Ibushi has been hit and miss uh, but a lot, of, a lot of these guys, like I said, have been U.S., uh, you know, uh, as far as where they're living. B-Block, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, another one of those guys. Uh, Hiroki Goto, Toroyano, ta- uh, uh, Yoshihashi, Tatsuya Naido, Sanada, Zack Sabre Jr., another one of those guys. Uh, Kenta, another one of those guys. And then Evil, uh, the current, story, the former IWGP Intercontinental uh, and uh, uh, heavyweight champion. Fact is, what, ha- what it comes down to is this. So you got... Uh, the schedule being 19. 19- I think we lost him for a moment.
0: Starts on Saturday, September 19th is the opening night in Osaka.
1: I thought this was a menu.
0: <laughs> no, this is the schedule. It goes every, uh, Sunday the 20th in Osaka as well. I'm not um, sure where Chris uh, is at the moment. Oh, here he comes back. Chris. Would you like to run down the schedule?
2: Oh, did I cut out? Yeah, you cut out. (laughs) My apologies. Too many windows open. All right, so the schedule is uh, this, and Sean's got up on the screen here. Uh, Saturday, September 19th is opening night. Uh, I I should say as well, all of these will be available on newjapanworld.com. Fact is, when it comes down to it, uh, sometimes they hit and miss as far as what matches they show, but they're showing all of them. So the 19th opening night, September 20th, will be... Uh, in Osaka, Japan, the 23rd will be Hokkaido, uh, 24th Hokkaido as well, uh, September 27th, uh, Hyogo. Uh, Tuesday, 29th, 30th will be in uh, Tokyo, Japan at uh, Kurikan Hall. Uh, October 1st will be in Nagata, uh, 5th in Nagata, 6th in Hiroshima, uh, 7th in Hiroshima, uh, 8th in Okayama, 10th in Osaka, uh, 11th in Aichi, uh, 13th in Sh- uh, Shizuoka. <laughs> Uh, 14th and Kanagawa, uh, 16th, 17th, 18th, will be at uh, uh, Sumo Hall over there in Tokyo. Uh, the way it works, you'll see A block of one night, B block of the next night, continue, continue, continue. And the very net, last night, which will be night 19 for New Japan Pro Wrestling, will take place October 18th. Usually, the only downside about being in North America is this. A lot of these shows are going to happen at 2 in the morning. They'll happen at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, So if you're a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling, this is the big event, basically the Royal Rumble, so to speak, before the WrestleMania. So uh, G1 Climax 30 taking place 19 nights of it um, over the span, I think, of 25, 26 days. But if you want to see what New Japan Pro Wrestling is all about, leading into their WrestleMania, which is Wrestle Kingdom, uh, which takes place January 4th and 5th unless they're doing the one night against, it'll be January 4th, but a lot of big names in this. And, and you guys are familiar with Zack Sabre Jr. Obviously, uh, Kenta, uh, uh, Kota Ibushi, uh, a lot of these young guys, but it's also the showcase for that next level. Who's going to step up? You know what I mean? Um, so get yeah, you guys I thoughts.
0: Interesting uh, This year also because of COVID that they're going to be filling the bottom parts of the card with other talent. I think they're possibly the super juniors are going to be, f- Filling card because normally they would have A block wrestle uh, their tournament and B block would end up doing tag matches as fillers and vice versa on the other nights. But because of uh, COVID, they're s- totally separating A block and B block until uh, they s- absolutely have to in the finals. And then with the fact that this is uh, going on as well, and it's a last minute filling of the brackets, uh, from my understanding. Uh, but to have uh, the guys who are not normally in Japan, who have been living in the States, somehow are able to be able to travel over to uh, Japan to be a part of this. Um, They must be uh, already over there and possibly doing their uh, quarantining so they can be a part of it, but it's good that they were able to get those guys over from the U.S.
2: I got to say, my prediction right now, even before the tournament starts, I'm going to say it comes down to Will Ospreay and uh, Tetsuya Naito, who is the champion. And then basically Ospreay beats Naito to get that briefcase. Uh, so you can see the brackets there. So you got, uh, um, where are we here? We got uh, Ospreay in A block and then Tetsuya uh, Naito in B block, who's current champion. But I think they're going to go with this. Ospreay beats Naito in the finals, wins the briefcase, shows he's beaten Naito. And then basically at Wrestle Kingdom, we see the, uh, the rise of uh, Will Ospreay, so to speak. So, uh, I'm excited. It's it's more important to me than WrestleMania is, and uh, uh, me uh, being a North American wrestling fan. But uh, yeah, I love I love G One Climax, Wrestle Kingdom as well. So,
1: Jonesy, your thoughts on it? I'll watch a little bit, but um, I I don't like having to have a schedule. Um, so that I mean, because I, I can I can get all those matches. Um, friend of mine has that. So I can watch matches if I wish. I just I don't I don't like going by a schedule, and I like to bounce around on what I watch too. I like to watch a lot of uh, uh, BJW if uh, you're familiar with that.
2: Big Japan. Is well,
1: that what I it is?
2: It... Well, BJW.
1: Uh... They do a lot of like the the for us and two ball matches and all the crazy shit. Isn't that DDT? Well, it comes up no. as uh, BJW.
2: Yeah, no, it's Big Japan for Wrestling. Yeah, he's uh, um, most famous for his deathmatch style contests. And it's, I as I, in,
1: I follow a lot of that stuff. I love that wrestling, man. If I could bring that shit here, <laughs> woo, baby!
2: <laughs> yeah, it'd be like it, I, I think it'd be like the ECW of japan but it's uh it's been going on since 95 so kind of right around the same time ecw existed
1: yeah they do crazy crazy hardcore stuff but they also do a lot of comedy hardcore stuff and some of it's like really funny as as uh, you know just funny stuff
0: so that concludes our show for tonight. It's actually a longer one, but there was a lot to talk about uh, and get through, whether it was news or all the stuff with AEW and talking about G1. Um, so it's time to plug your stuff, guys. Chris, what do you got going on?
1: Uh, well, I do have the Wrestling uh, Trivia Game Show Challenge. Um, there is talks that the uh, current host is going to be fired and we'll be getting a new host, uh, But uh, contracts are uh, still in negotiations over that. We are looking for players, so anyone that hasn't played or wants to play it again and again and again, that's all right. Um, I've got a bunch of boards ready to go, so if you want to play, just uh, get a hold of us, uh, whether it's through um, uh, us on our page or Sean or whoever.
0: Excellent. And uh, Chris, what do you got going on for you?
2: Uh, Same as uh, what I've been doing weekly now and that's uh, CWN which uh, you can reach me just cwnonline.ca A lot of news stories uh, as well as a lot of the uh, content from what we've uh, previously done with regards to what we used to do on Thursdays and as well as Sean's got the logo there in the background so uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament, uh, you'll be able to find some of the past shows that we had done as well with regards to those. I know you guys are Keeping it going, which is kind of cool. I think you guys have done the, uh, the greatest uh, tag teams. And then all of a sudden, I think, what was it? Theme music or something like that that I saw? WCW theme music? Theme music was this past week. Uh, yeah, we
0: continued with the uh, tournament, and we did the four weeks of the tag teams. Uh, our final four were the Rock and Roll Express, the Dudley Boys, the uh, Midnight Express, and uh, the Harlem Heat with uh, Dudley Boys coming out on top. So, right now, we are doing uh, the greatest theme songs with WCW in one bracket, WWF prior to WrestleMania 17, WWE after WrestleMania 17. And then there's a wildcard uh, position that has about eight uh, songs from uh, Impact, and then some of our leftovers from the other three that didn't make it into those brackets. But this is what you can expect this Wednesday when we break down the wa app. Oh. It
1: matter. We live the gate.
0: So that is what is going to happen this Wednesday on uh, Fantasy Warfare Tournament with the WDF uh, division. We have things like Shawn Michaels' sexy boy taking on No Chance in Hell. Uh, There is um, also Doink's Evil uh, theme taking on With My Baby Tonight. Uh, Bret Hart against Ted DiBiase. Uh, Demolition against the... Uh, new no, sorry, the nation of domination and a whole bunch of other uh matchups. Uh, mankind's oh, team is man. in there against the oh, brothers of oh, destruction. Man. You uh, forgot one
2: of the best ones, the one I noticed right away. You got the Undertaker versus the Ultimate Warrior. Like, holy crap, how do you decide between those two?
0: Taker versus Warrior in the first round. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes is going to go against Jake the Snake Roberts. Like, uh, these we are going to be trying to figure out what their impact was on uh, their whole presentation. If it's a good song, a bad song, uh, if it meant something, or if it's just background fodder noise. Um, Last week, as I said, we did WCW, and surprisingly enough, even though I eliminated it in the first round, it survived all the way to the finals, and the Four Horsemen theme from WCW is in the final four. So we'll find out who else uh, joins us. You can contact me. On all the uh, social medias down below, Scumbags Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, Scumbags Canada, Instagram, Scumbags Wrestling, and also email me scumbags wrestling at gmail.com. So hey, that's Chris. What got going one on.
1: question for you, one question for Chris there. Who would you have picked between the four horsemen song? Okay. Or um, uh, where is it? Uh, the Ricky Steamboat theme in wcw which 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 one would you have uh, voted for
2: so is you talking the four horsemen with the uh, the, um, the galloping and then in the very woing, beginning woing, woing. so i can't honestly i can't remember ricky's steamboat so sean if you want to take this for a second i'm going to go and just youtube it quickly i'll, I'll give you an answer just in a couple seconds okay.
0: so he is uh, going to look into that um while he's looking that up, I did put up a banner for Steven's wrestling journey. Halfway through our show, you saw our commercial for the T-shirts. I'm wearing it right now. There's also an 11 by 17 poster. Uh, September is Cerebral Formation uh, Awareness Month, and we're raising funds for Sick Kids Hospital. Um, you can get the shirt this month or the poster for this month. Five dollars off, meaning twenty five dollars for the shirt or uh, $10 for the poster. Uh, Let me know what size you want, how you want it delivered. Hopefully, you're local. i will save any shipping and handling. But we want to get this new shirt out as uh, independent wrestling starts coming back around, and you can come up with some new gear. 22 stars of the Ontario independent wrestling scene, including students from Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, the Pillars, the... Yeah, Buffalo Brothers, as we said, uh, Kevin Blackwood, Kevin Bennett, and Daniel Garcia. There is uh, Casey Spinelli, the King of the North, Carter Mason, the Wild Child, Joey Threat, uh, Bubblegum Princess, Alexia Nicole, and many more. So support hearing malformation uh, awareness month, the Research at Sick Kids Hospital, and I guarantee you, one hundred percent of the profits raised from these shirts and posters, is going to SickKids Hospital. I've been working during the COVID-19. I don't need the money. I want just to get these shirts out and see uh, have them see the light of day. And if it means helping out a uh, charity, I'm all for that. Uh, I'm first and foremost giving back to the community, and I hope you can too. Chris, I hope you've been able to hear that song. And you're able to give us some feedback on Jonesy's question to you.
2: I'm gonna say it was close, but uh no horseman. I would have went horseman. Would have been so if it had been Steamboat's WWE, it would have been mm. uh it would have been a toss-up, but uh yeah, I gotta go horseman for WCW.
0: Well, you would be also surprised to know if you uh didn't end up seeing last night's show that the NWO theme songs all got eliminated in the first round. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna.
2: So you got old school wrestling fan in Jones, and I know where Stevens' uh, 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 passion lies. So I, I'd have to say probably anything Jim Cornette, Midnight Express, anything like that related. Yeah, definitely be at the NWO. So Yeah. So that's
0: how we end up breaking that down. I will hope everybody uh, joins us uh, for this week's episode. Uh, if you have a topic for us uh, that you'd like to see throw us a line and you can be part of the show we're running long but we're going to get out of here thank you guys for being a part of it and we'll see you next time on scumbags of wrestling podcast